Hi everyone and welcome to another creator chat. Uh, Gabby here and today I am joined uh, by a creator who has done many many things. Uh, screenwriter, TV presenter, artist, all of all of the above. Um, so please welcome uh, Charlotte Hamlin. Hello and thank you. It's so good to be here. Oh and where where are you where are you speaking to me from? <laughs> I am in the magical realm of the internet. No, uh, <laughs> I am speaking to you from Adelaide right now, my hometown. Oh. Been down here for a little bit. Oh nice, you got away from the all the lockdown states, have a bit of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was actually about to come back to Sydney um, just as it locked down. So I'm, um, I am feeling a, a little bit lucky on that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I have lost the days, weeks, months. I don't know. It's just all a blur now. But <laughs> blur, what day is it? Blur's day. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I feel like every week I'm like, oh, it's Thursday already. What have I done? I, I don't know what I've done. It's all the same. <laughs> Uh, so you're doing plenty. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, do you want to tell us just a bit about yourself and your yeah, background? Sure. <laughs> yes. So I, as you mentioned, I do do a few things. I like to call myself a serial slashy, um, but my my primary uh, work is in as a screenwriter for children's animated television, um, and that led me to the world of graphic novels because writing an animated television show is actually very similar to writing a graphic novel because you're writing pictures, um, you're writing dialogue, uh, you know, and you're creating sort of um, often, you know, worlds, I suppose, that those characters have to inhabit and you have to think of them very visually. Um, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a screenwriter. Uh, also, I've done a little bit of television presenting for a show called Get Arty. Uh, which, you know, we had all this, it was sort of like a, an art attack reboot. So we had, I would, you know, do how to draw an elephant or how to draw a ballerino, which is a ballet dancing rhino. Um, and I've also done a little bit of um, voice work. So I voiced some cartoon characters through my work in animated television. Um, and recently all of that has sort of led me to co-found a new children's animation studio called Big Serious Studios. So now, um, in addition to writing for shows for the ABC, I've, you know, I've worked on things like Winky Bill um, or currently on ABC, there's Kangaroo Beach, which is a preschool show, or I've worked for Netflix, there's shows like Beat Bugs or Motel Magic. Um, now we are sort of creating our, our own shows um, through Big Serious Studios and they all have sort of a STEM underpinning so that's everything that I do wow. and um, I <laughs> wrote a book called Opposite Land which is Land. a novel um, and this one was through Penguin Random House and that's why we're having this chat um, and yeah and I illustrated this one too because I can kind of draw kind of yeah <laughs> yeah you, you're a, just a busy gal <laughs> How do you how do you find that hours of the day? <laughs> just you just got to zigzag around a bit, I think, in a creative career. Um, but yeah, but all of you know, I think all of those things feed into um, the, the the thing that all of my sort of skill sets have in common is storytelling, and that's 
So, you know, sometimes I just say, I'm a storyteller. That's what I do. And then I find different ways to tell those stories. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that really is a good way of thinking about it because they all, you know, if you're drawing a ballerina rhino, you're still trying to tell a story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who is the rhino? You know, no. the dancing. <laughs> <laughs> What's her favourite position to, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. So have you always loved to create and draw like when you were growing up and was it yeah. always sort of who you were? Yeah, for sure. Um, I was definitely a, a creative kid and a primary memory from childhood was always creating comics. Um, in fact, it was so nice to um, create Opposite Land because it, it felt like I'd kind of come full circle because I very much so remember being sort of around the age of, you know, eight I got really into drawing comics coming up with my own characters writing little stories for them um and I think I because I love drawing I loved any form of creativity and I loved coming up with stories but um I struggled a lot in school uh with spelling with grammar with mm -hmm. syntax um and I think the, the reason I was really drawn to comics was because I could still tell stories without having to be the best writer. Um, and yeah, and I almost say like the reason I ended up becoming a screenwriter and writing for television is again, because I don't feel like I'm the best writer. Mm -hmm. So no one has to actually read my writing <laughs> when they watch a television show. <laughs> they, just, they hear my dialogue and, you know, and they can watch the story, but they don't have to, they can experience it visually. So um, yeah, I loved I loved all of that as a kid. I even um, I joined a, a comic club when I was quite young. I think like twelve or thirteen. It was the only comic um, book club I could find, and everyone in it was an adult. Oh, no. <laughs> I remember being like, yeah, like twelve or thirteen, and turning it. They were but they were really nice and inclusive. And I remember turning up to one of the meetings, and everyone was like in their forties and like. <laughs> And, I, and they're like, so show us what you're working on. I remember bringing along this like thing about a fairy and an angel and just bless them, like bless them for welcoming me. But um, yeah. yeah, loved all of that as a kid. Um, but one thing I definitely remember is there just wasn't a lot, like I would go to comic book stores and I wouldn't see things that were for me. Um, so yeah, I yeah. think when I came to write Opposite Land, I was like, so cool to yeah, do something that I would have liked to have read as a kid. Um, that didn't look, you know, hectically violent or, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as comics and graphic novels sort of used to be. Yeah, they, and in a way they still are. You're like, oh, okay, that's very <laughs> one way. And then you're like, oh, okay, this is the, I think yeah. the, it is, like the graphic novels for kids and, and, and comics are sort of growing and developing, um, but they're yeah, still. Yeah, they're definitely booming. Yeah. Yeah. I know I, yeah. um worked at a school for seven years and it was the one collection that was always just depleted because they would come in and they would go out automatically or straight away because you know one girl read it then like five of her friends want to read it and it was just so hard to keep up with the demand <laughs> yeah yeah 
And that was, it's the one thing when I got uh, book deliveries, they were like, oh, what's the new graphic novel in there? Is there new comics? And I'm like, oh, okay, I've got to do them first, get them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's what, what's so gay, great, so gay, um, great about graphic novels um, for, you know, that age group. I mean, Opposite Land, you know, we said the sort of primary demographic would actually be reluctant readers in that sort of, six to I think six to nine um bracket and I was definitely one of those kids like that would have been the perfect book for me because I was a very slow reader um I found it very intimidating and I definitely had an appetite for it like you know I love stories but anything that sort of wasn't maybe picture heavy could feel a bit like scary so I think yeah the advantage of graphic novels for that age group is you know, it's it's sort of it gets kids into reading, and it it does it in a fun sort of like non-intimidating way. Um, yeah. yeah, they're also really good for uh, teaching new languages. So yeah. I've heard that a lot of language teachers will use them because yeah, you're seeing pictures and you're putting them, you know, in the so you're seeing words in the context of pictures, and you're also learning, um, you know, dialogue. I guess you're learning speech patterns. Yeah. In graphic novels. Yeah, when uh, anyone tells me that graphic novels are easy to read, um, I always just tell them it took me like three months to read Watchmen <laughs> because even though there wasn't much like dialogue and text, the the images were so important to the story. Yeah. Like you, I, you had, I had to really take time to read the whole page and sort of connect things back and it was, yeah, I was like, I'm an adult reading this. <laughs> it's taken me like three months. <laughs> Oh, but there was um, some girls at school that just loved Opposite Land because um, oh, we had it at the library and, yeah, they loved it. Um, it was one we always sort of started them on. If they were like, oh, what is a good, like, comic graphic novel to read? I'm like, oh, try this one. Oh, <laughs> and, <laughs> oh that's so good to hear. <laughs> yeah, there was a few of them asked me if there was going to be more and I was like, oh, we just have to wait and see, you know, sometimes these <laughs> take, things take a while. <laughs> mm -hmm. Certainly, have always wanted to do more, but it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, there's still time. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, do you have a favorite thing that you like to create, or is it just yeah. creating in general? I think it. I mean, I think the the short answer to that is stories Please. and, um, so, and sto but um maybe more specifically to story worlds um and so i think that's why i'm drawn to animated television and specifically animated television for kids i say for kids because like i write things i would want to watch that's like you know i don't i'm i don't subscribe to people who write for children because you know i don't know they think it's some people think it's easier or yeah. something. I'm just like, yeah. are you paying attention? They have the best audience in the world. They're way more intelligent than adults. They're way more open-minded. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I write for them because, you know, they're, um, they're just a really fun audience to write for and I just respect them um, a lot more than adults sometimes. So, and, and it, uh, you know, and you can write a lot of great fantasy, um, for a younger age group and yeah so I love being able to create you know fantasy worlds or science fiction worlds mm -hmm. and think about 
the characters, think about how even like the mechanics of that world will function and then what stories um, could be told in a world like that. Um, and yeah, and so I guess that's why I'm drawn to animated TV. But I, I've said this like even in you know my sort of screenwriting community, I think animated television and graphic novels is very similar. Um, even the way I wrote Opposite Land was sort of the way I would write an animated film. You know, I started with a script and yeah. <laughs> um, and, a, and a lot of people write their graphic novels that way. They'll start with it, especially if there's a writer and then someone else illustrating. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Sorry, did I just, did I just blabber? My favourite thing to no, create. It, it, it's story. No, it, it's, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, I had a thought and I, oh yes, no, I, you know, when people say, oh, kids, they're easy to write for, they're easy to like entertain. They're like, they're clever and they're crafty and they appreciate like hidden meanings yeah. and like they get it. So it's, you know, it's, it's difficult to. Yeah. And they're really of... tough critics, Yes, you know, um, I think <laughs> like you're going to have, you're going to have um, nerves and steel to write for children because they're, if they don't like something, they're just going to tell you. And, yep. and I respect that. And I think that's why they're also so great to write for and why anyone who writes for them really can't be doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Like I think you have to just still be in touch with your, you know, um, I don't know, like I, I feel like childhood never ended for me. I'm that sort of person. <laughs> like I'm just, <laughs> I'm just pretending to be an adult walking around like, <laughs> <laughs> I think we um, all are, so you're not alone in that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I mean, I want to be a children's librarian, so, you know, I just really like telling, reading stories out loud and just being silly and funny, and it's always good when they give it back and you're like, okay, I've done it. Yes. <laughs> Although it's always a fear when you're doing uh, story time or, or baby rhyme time and there's adults there because oh. you're like, oh, I'm just, I look like just an idiot up the front. <laughs> but then I'm like, the parents appreciate it. The kids, you know, we're here for the kids. And <laughs> that is, that is, you know, entertaining them is probably the best thing. And, you know, they can learn stuff at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And fun and being playful mm. I don't know why we equate that with like you know more negative ideas mm. sometimes you know even saying like oh I feel like a bit of an idiot and I'm like, you read a rhyme it's like why oh. what you know there's such joyous things and if 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 it makes people laugh if it's you know um igniting the imagination of kids like how could that be a you know <laughs> could anyone you'd have to be an absolute scrooge <laughs> and think oh, yeah like, people need to lighten up that's what i say yeah uh, especially in these times <laughs> um so tell us a bit about the process of of making opposite land um you know, was it long? Like, how long did it take you? From... Yeah, it was, uh, like, unexpectedly long, I think, especially compared to, you know, some of the shows I write for. Um, I think all up from the moment we got sort of a green light to 
e emailing the final <laughs> um, final pages through was about a year and a half. Oh wow! Um, and I would say I spent a year illustrating um, the graphic novel. Now, of course, it was on top of my other work. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I just remember one of the biggest learns that I took away was just how long a graphic novel takes especially if you're drawing it and you're not a very fast artist like I am. Um, but the, yeah the process was um, uh, once I sort of I actually pitched a few different ideas for graphic novels um, because when I um, fortuitously met my editor at Penguin Random House the lovely Christina um, she she had been petitioning sort of internally to to make a children's graphic novel uh, because she'd seen that in the US, you know, this was sort of like a new emerging market and there were, you know, uh, creators like Dav Pilkey who were making cool stuff like Captain Underpants and, um, and that had been a real hit. So she was sort of looking for someone who might be able to both write and illustrate and, um, you know, and we found each other and I pitched a few... <laughs> I pitched a few concepts um, and we landed on opposite land. Um, and then I sort of outlined that story uh, across a few pages. And then we, once sort of that was approved, we went into writing a, a what I would call a screenplay, <laughs> like the thing I would write to write a movie. Um, and just what that looks like is, uh, you know, you essentially have, well, for, for the graphic novel, I was writing you know, what you'd be seeing on the page. So what, what would the pictures be showing you? And then I'd also be writing the dialogue. Um, and I did that sort of for the whole, the whole story. And then I would break that up into pages because we had a page count that we had to work within. So I was really, you know, thinking, gosh, can we tell this bit of story in like six panels on average? <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so we did that and then eventually that was approved and meanwhile I would sort of design the characters um, and then we moved into doing a, a rough version of the book. So I would sort of deliver, you know, um, chapter by chapter the, the rough version of these pages, which I um, drew by hand because uh -huh. uh, that was just how I was sort of used to drawing at the time. and. Um, Funnily enough, I thought they would, I, I would master them digitally. Um, and, but what actually happened was I got the whole way through the book. I did all of these rough pages um, and then uh, went into uh, creating the final pages. And I did a few, I did sort of like five pages and rendered them the way I thought I wanted them to look. And the funniest thing happened, like the publisher came back to me and said, oh, um, these new pages, yeah, they look really good, but they kind of lost some of the charm uh. of the rough pages. And, um, you know, we're just wondering if you could like bring sort of some of the whimsicality back and this and that. And they, you know, made a few comments and of, of how I could essentially do that. And I got to the end of the email and I was like, basically you just want the rough pages, but like cleaned up a bit. And um, <laughs> uh, which was, ended up being good for me because a whole lot less work but <laughs> I was I remember being really shocked by that because I didn't think they looked 
good. Like I, I, I was a bit nervous about writing and well, especially drawing opposite land because I felt confident of writing it, but I'm not like, I'm not a professional artist. That's not my job. You know, I'm not a, not a storyboarder, not an illustrator, can draw a little bit, just enough. Um, and so I was really looking forward to going back and fixing up some of the drawings, especially because across the course of a year of like drawing this, I've become a better drawer. So like, I don't know, you might notice the end of the book is a lot better than the beginning. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just always remember that was like an important lesson of, um, from creating opposite land was that, oh, like sometimes you really can overthink things. And I think a lot of what keeps, you know, people from writing their own stories or creating, you know, any type of art is often this sort of like perfectionism. Like you're afraid that it won't be, yeah, perfect or, but, um, but here they were looking at, you know, these rough drawings that I didn't really think were any good and they preferred them. In fact, they, you know, loved them a lot more than <laughs> what I was planning to do. So Yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah. The, the illustrations do sort of bring the story together and you're like, oh, you know, reading it, I'm like, I couldn't see it and like done any other way. Like it's quite yeah. nice having the, that hand-drawn yeah, element. Yeah, you don't have to be able to draw like Wolverine level. <laughs> <laughs> Detail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that was such a lovely thing to learn throughout that process because there have been so many times in my life where I've thought, I mean, even when the opportunity came up to write Opposite Land, I remember thinking, I'm not ready to write a whole book. (laughs) I'm certainly not ready to draw a whole book, you know, that's not my job. Um, But I'm so glad I sort of I, I did anyway, and I gave it a go. And, you know, I always say this to, you know, if I'm ever hosting a workshop with kids who like drawing comics, I'm always just like, just don't, yeah, don't worry about it. Just like, if you love it, just keep doing it. You'll get better at it. Um, and you're always your harshest critic. So, yeah. 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 And, you know, practice doesn't make uh, perfect practice makes permanent. So, you know, the more you do yeah. it, it just, you like just get that. better. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Although that was told to me in a sport, sporting way when I was playing netball, but you know, you think about it in life and you're like, okay, you know, practice does make permanent. Eventually yeah. it'll all just sort of come naturally and it's, you know, nothing is ever perfect. <laughs> no, no. no. And nor should it be. I mean, I learned that my version of perfection was not everyone's like preferred <laughs> final output. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. So was was the drawing the most challenging part of creating Opposite Land? Yeah, I think the, I think for me it was because that certainly wasn't my strength. Um, it's certainly something I've always loved, and I'm almost. I'm almost happy I didn't make it my career because then I can still have a nice relationship (laughs) to um, to drawing. Um, It was, yeah, that was the most challenging thing. I think just the time. um, I remember like a page would take, a a rough page would take eight hours of my time and I would have to add that to the end of my workday. So I was like, wow. Yeah, (laughs) be up to, you know, like two or three and this night sort of. Um, drawing away 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I think also the, the challenging thing was just that I didn't have any experience in publishing and I was a new author. And so I also just like wasn't prepared for when it came out. And what I should do. <laughs> I was like, what are I doing now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Woo. laughs> um, but yeah, no, probably, probably the drawing. <laughs> yeah, fair. So are, are you working on anything new? <laughs> yeah, well, I, <laughs> I, I did want to do a, a more books after opposite land but I think maybe just the t the time that it took um uh was yeah that was challenging and you know because I write for television I sort of have gone back into writing animated television and launching the studio but um we are I, I would say the projects we're developing some of them were actually projects I was going to create as a graphic novel um, and so I'm hoping they find their way back into that world because I think there's so much you can do in a book that you really can't do in a television show and these particular worlds that we're creating would be really fun and exciting um, as graphic novels or, or books. Um, and I, like, I don't want to jinx it, but I, <laughs> I am working on... Um, what I'm really interested on in right now is I'm working on a book for kids to help them write and create their own graphic novels and comics. Um, because my favourite part about Opposite Land was um, creating this little section in the back that gives a few instructions on making your own comic or drawing some of the characters from the book. And um, I just noticed that kids love that section almost more than the book itself, which hurt my ego a little bit. But <laughs> I was like, I spent a year and a half no. writing this and you, you're like the last few no. pages. But, but honestly, it was, um, it, it, it turned out to be my favourite part because I just love seeing, you know, kids going away and creating their own stories mm -hmm. and making their own worlds and, you know, getting involved mm -hmm. in writing and creating that way. Kids, I just, they love having examples and, and copying things and then, once they sort of learn the skill, then they go and create their own. So. Yeah. 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 And there, I, I think I've learned a lot from creating animated television, which you have to do at quite a high volume. You know, you have to write, you have to come up with a lot of stories for the same world. And because I helped develop these shows as well, I've probably developed more stories and more story worlds than, like, you know, than, than the average person, um, especially in those sort of like fantasy realms. Um, and that sort of taught me a whole lot about storytelling and it's given me a whole bunch of tools that I find really useful that maybe take some of the, um, the more intimidating elements of coming up with stories you know, that, that help reduce those. Um, and so, yeah, I'm hoping that, that there are some things there that I could put into that mm -hmm. book that might, um, might yeah, inspire yeah. and <laughs> help kids tell their own stories. Yeah. 
Well, that keep an eye out for that, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Give me another year and a half. Know, yeah. <laughs> hey, if it, if it, you know, doesn't matter how long it takes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there like a piece of advice that you would give uh, to a creator who's either starting or just a bit stuck? You know, is there one thing that you wish someone told you before you sort of endeavoured on the journey? Yeah. I mean, I want to tell them so many things. um, (laughs) I think the main thing is just, I think, keep going and enjoy, enjoy being prolific. Like don't get, don't get stuck on one idea. I think, yeah, if you were stuck on an idea, then go off and create something else you know, tell another story and you can always come back to that. I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm usually working on multiple things at once. Um, I think it would just be that, yeah, not to be too too precious with your ideas because the thing I've learned time and time again is, you know, if you use the ideas, yeah. if you go off and, you know, write something and create it, more will come. <laughs> um, but if you sort of like bottle them up and you get worked up and you think, ah, this, you know, these pages aren't perfect, <laughs> well (laughs) that's always been when I've um you know run into trouble I think so I wish I could go back and say just like just enjoy it don't sweat it so much make a lot of things you know tell a lot of stories just keep going you get there yeah have you you know read anything lately that you've enjoyed (laughs) or or do you have time do you have time you're so busy (laughs) I like honestly recently I've just been reading a lot of um scientific literature which is really interesting for people um so I can't give like a great answer to that one that's all right um yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) actually really good I mean totally off topic but great the best books I've read recently are um Radical Acceptance by Tara Brock uh-huh. um, and Awareness by Anthony DeMello. And they've been great books for the current times that we're in. Oh. So, not related to graphic, graphic novels novel. at all, or are they? Hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Go read, <laughs> go read it and find out. Uh, if people want to connect with you, how can they, where can they find you, what you do, like your projects and how do they connect with you socially? The, um, the best way is through Instagram, yeah. but I will apologise because it's mostly pictures of things that I wear right now. Um, but I'm just, I am on Instagram um, under Charlotte Rose Hamlin. Uh, you could also find me at my website, which I'm just about to update, so charlotterosehammer.com. Uh, and you could also find Big Serious. Uh, we've put up temporary, uh, in, you know, an Instagram and Twitter account for Big Serious Studios. Um, so if you keep an eye on that too, hopefully we'll be announcing some pretty cool things soon. Oh, awesome. I mean, I have been enjoying your Instagram. You're very colourful. You wear, some, you. you wear some. We wear some great clothes. They're very. They're very bright. I'm like, oh, I could never pull that off. But good on you. Oh, I bet you could. Everyone can wear color. Oh yeah, I like some color and floral. But I'm like, oh. Also, I have nowhere to wear them currently. So. You wear it to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. 
sometimes I like if I'm having a you know a flat day I'll just get really dressed up and still sit in my desk, yes. my home desk like <laughs> full heels you know just yeah. like yeah yeah I love the earrings by the way they are fantastic oh, thank you yeah Julianne yeah. and Fandango she's a Sydney local oh. oh well thank you so much for chatting uh with me today <laughs> it's yeah, been no, fun thank you so much for having me <laughs> yeah. and letting me blabber I hope it was <laughs> cool. no it was no it was great um yeah thank you so much uh people go follow all of the accounts to keep up with Charlotte and all of her things <laughs> so you don't miss anything <laughs> and we'll see you next time all right. bye thanks thanks Debbie. see ya